Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Episode 24 is sponsored by Rock Paper Simple. You are awesome at what you do. It's time the world knows. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Hey, it's Hugh Ballou. My guest today is my dear friend, Bill Steerly. He has got a lot of skill sets. We're going to, I've seen him work marvelous things with group of people, groups of people that are in conflict. I've seen him get a group of people in a classroom excited about discovering things about themselves. And Bill, you've got a pretty diverse background. Tell folks a little bit about your background before we get into the content about leadership as a pathway to profit. Oh, absolutely. So for the last 23 years, I've worked as both uh, uh, as a uh, business consultant, organizational development consultant, and 13 years of that, I've included high conflict mediation, which is the ability to come into a room full of uh, individuals, uh, let's say a city council with uh, 250 screaming people, oh. and get them to be quiet and functioning somewhere around 17 to 23 minutes. I'll have them working together. Amazing. Do, yeah. you, walk, do you walk on water? Uh, not quite. Okay. But it's, uh, it's a good set of tools that is uh, teachable and transferable, so... Oh, that's uh, what I want to hear about. Yeah, you can you be able to getting some knowledge transfer, uh, teaching leaders how to speak and think in this way uh, really can make a big difference. And all of that noise blocks our pathway to revenue. And in mm-hmm. this series, yeah. I'm uh, for the for the charities. I'm encouraging them to listen to people in business and put yes. business principles because you're really in business. It's a tax exempt business that for sure. philanthropy you're purposing it toward. The good. Yeah, we don't, exactly we don't draw right. out benefits and, yeah. and disbursements. Um, so I've seen you work with people, and we're at a conference called CEO Space. Yeah. I've seen you work with people, and they identify their personality traits and their preferences, and you give them some colors. And in the last 30 years of working with boards in churches and charities, yes. there's a whole lot of uh, conflict that really is created because of the short-sightedness of the leader. We actually set it up, and then we make it worse. Yeah. And we're unaware of the consequences of our actions. Consequently, we don't attract the revenue we need to build our business to serve our clients sure. or to serve our members. Right. Um, so speak a little bit about what we do as leaders and what we need to learn to unlock some of these things or discover some of these things that create this negative 
stuff in the culture. Sure. Well, the first thing has to do with um, our perspective and our perception. Uh, if we can start adjusting our perception and perspective mm-hmm. and then start uh, empowering different other people that have superpowers in certain ways, mm-hmm. that can make a really, really big difference. For example... Superpowers. Superpowers, absolutely. So if I have a, um, a CFO or a chief financial officer, somebody that mm-hmm. is... Uh, really uh, focused on the finance part of it, that uh, type of logical and analytical uh, thinking is very different than in business. It is my salesperson or my human resources person or my volunteer coordinator in a nonprofit or my community organizer, which is very different than my CFO or my engineer thinking. And those are two different kinds of thinking. You know, I don't want either of them to swap jobs because right. they're, they're, that, that just doesn't go very well. Whereas if I have uh, somebody that's very strong at organizing things and structuring things, and that might be a, in business, it's a COO or an operations person. In a nonprofit, this is the person that is the executive administrator or the organizers or the event coordinator that's really good at planning and structuring things and putting things in a set of sequence. That person is very, very different from my vice president of marketing or my person that is out there broadcasting things in the world or the idea generator, the artist, the creator. The, creator person, mm-hmm. and even entrepreneur that sits out there in the creative organization and creativity sit opposite. Logic mm-hmm. and interpersonal things sit very opposite. And for me, what I try to get people to do and leaders to do is to try to sit in the middle and to learn how to speak four languages. You know, Go for it. If they sit in the, and uh, the language would be like this. Am I, um, am I speaking in a brief, clear, precise information uh-huh. and that appeals uh-huh. to that logical person? Uh-huh. Or am I speaking in, in empathy and consideration for the needs of uh, ourselves and others? And that's more like my sales or HR person. Am I speaking in an overview or a conceptual framework or even frequent spontaneous pa- uh, task like that you know, marketing person's doing? Or am I doing things in a step-by-step unfolding of the topic, written schedule action plans, consistency like my implementer. These four primary components and the one primary leader in the, in, in the center can really make the wheel spin. But usually what happens is there's one person missing. So there's a flat tire. Or oh. the leader oh. thinks that they or they're going to dominate the space or cover one of those spaces and they're pulled out of the leadership position because now they're in the doing position. That's a big problem. Big problem. And, and let alone, oh, let alone just one pesky word. And this is like the, I'm going to say it and your audience is going to go like, oh, please don't say this word. Oh, really? Seriously? And the word is trust. Oh. <laughs> See? Look at you who did it. Now watch this. It's trusting self and then uh-huh. trusting others. Love it. See, the, Love it. man, is that the Achilles heel of leadership? Why? Because what happens with trust is is that if I don't have trust in myself, then uh, you know I'll say all kinds of sentences. Oh, I got to do this more. I got to. If I don't have trust in others, then I'm going to come and cover what they're doing, or over supervise, or under hire my skill set at one of those four positions. So all of a sudden now, if I don't have trust 
with that thing, I hire somebody of less skill set to prove that I can't trust that type of person. That's an invisible piece. It's an invisible that piece. That's, that's, that's that is, there, yeah. I, I run across this, I call it over-functioning, where a leader yes. does too much and the reciprocity, of course, is under-functioning. Yeah. And yeah. I found leaders that actually hire people less than the quality they ought to right. just, just so they feel superior. Yes. Rather than, and I, my saying is, if you're the smartest person on your team, you need a new team. Uh, yeah, that's right. You've, <laughs> gotta, you've got to. See, the, you know, the way to think about this, too, is that you, whatever skill you have as a leader is think of it as like you're building a professional basketball team or a professional uh, uh, football team or, you know, sports team, soccer team. And what you want to do is have other skilled people in the position, in these other positions to play. So when you're throwing them the ball, they're able to catch it. So if you're Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or, you know, all the other really great quarterbacks that are out there, Cam Newton, it's you want somebody on the other end that has just as much skill as you do at their position. So then all of a sudden it becomes talent, talent transfer or um, I'm uh, playing, you know, playing on the same court or the same ballpark. You've uncovered some amazing topics that we could talk about for hours. Sure. This is a short snippet and we'll have some more courseware. I'm sure you have courseware on this. We're going to offer through Center Vision. But I, I see that leaders create all this noise and they set up problems, wrong people in the wrong places. Right. When you were talking about that, I was thinking about the dream as having a French chef, a, a British butler, and a German chauffeur, right. or, or a German mechanic. And the nightmare is having the, the English cook and the German butler. <laughs> you know, you, So you put the wrong people in the wrong slots. Right. And yeah. how often do we do that? And then we spend all our time and energy unraveling the problem or micromanaging things when we really can't go for the gold. And, yeah. and this is not about the greed of money. It's about having enough fuel to run the car. I mean, we built this great car. We need to get to the destination, which is achieving our vision and mission. Yes, and uh, getting to the point of energy exchange, getting to the point of taking our product or service and exchanging it with the person other and their, their energy exchanges I'm, I'm providing something to you that's uh, natural giving, and then you're providing something back to me, natural. And what that means is that the value exchange is something that we both can agree upon and, and enjoy about because now all of a sudden the transfer is, is, has a lot of value. Uh, this is the one I really like. This little metaphor is like really fun. It's who wants to be – does – uh, John McEnroe or um, uh, Serena Williams want to play tennis with me? And the answer would be no. No, no they don't. <laughs> Why? Because they have skill and I don't. Uh -huh. the, the, you know, I'm not going to ask them to go play tennis mm -hmm. because, quite frankly, they would not want to play tennis mm -hmm. because there's no challenge and it, oh, I'm the wrong person on the wrong court. Now, why then, as a leader, do we hire a person to come on the court that is less skilled than us and then hit the ball to them and complain about them not hitting the ball back? But that happens over and oh, over. over and over again. And that's called projection. I think, projection. I think that you're better at that thing than I am. 
I don't know if you are or not, but I think that you are. I think that you are more organized than me. Therefore, I'm going to hire you for that position. And you me, just did that for your business. Oh, the, you, you know, just got somebody coming on to help you with a yes that organization. You when, already have good people. But oh, you're adding one to your team. Yeah, I'm adding one to my team, and I've got to then vet and then revet. I have to interview and then re-interview. So what I do is I line up. Um, the way I'm, uh, I'm in a hiring process or if I'm designing something because I've done this for you know, uh, car dealerships and stuff is I start with the performance evaluation first before I ever hire somebody. What do I want to see them perform in in six months? Then I write the job description. I say make sure the job description matches the performance evaluation. Then I write the interview questions that match the job description, that matches the performance evaluation. Start with the end in mind. Start with the end in the mind. Then I write the ad for the job. That's brilliant. Now, one HR person said, okay, I get 250 resumes from this ad I put up. And they're all people that I read through this and I'm sorting through this. It's the wrong people. I go, well, let's write the ad for the real job based on the performance values because you want them here six months later. Oh, yeah, what them six months later. So great. This is what they're going to look like. So the primary element of this customer service job is to answer phones. The secondary is they're going to listen to a sick person speak because it was a healthcare product. Mm-hmm. And the sixth person is going to tell them a story somewhere around 15 minutes, oh my. maybe 12 and then you're going to, during this process, offer them some things because this healthcare product is really valuable to them. You're going to be listening to them on the phone and then make an offer and then closing a sale or you know, asking them what to do next. This is so helpful. Instead of 250 resumes, she got 17. And she was able to hire four out of the 17. She wasn't sifting through this, you know, the pile of stuff of bad resumes, hoping that this one was going to work. She already knew the person had had an agreement. The agreement, I'm going to be on the phone for 15 minutes per client. Basically, I'm going to talk to 21 people a day for 15 minutes each. I'm going to make some offerings. And then they're going to either buy or not buy. This is where it starts. Um, and I know you and I have interviewed people at this conference over the years. And I'm going to hire this person because I resonate with them because I like them. Oh, God. And, oh. And, and, uh, or I'm going to put people on my board um, because I like them. Oh, and and um, it's a disaster from the beginning. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is a factor at the end. If you hate them, you don't want them in your space. Right. But, but that's the last one. Right. The, and right. all of these things are so valuable. I, I have some other rubrics in there, but we're – so much aligned in that. And so that's where leaders begin to set up a problem that actually costs them a huge amount of money. I talked to Jeff McGee in the series, and he referred to the Gallup poll that said that 70% of the workforce in in corporate America, uh, 56 are disengaged, and 16% are actively disengaged. Yes, actively disengaged. And and so that's 70 or 69, 70 combined. And that's costing the workplace $500 billion. Now, and I said to him, we don't have stats for the, the charity market, but I bet you the dysfunction and the underfunctioning is 90% with boards. Yeah. I've just come off of um, a 19-city tour doing leadership empowerment, yeah. but it's about strategy and recruiting and building boards. Yeah. And the number one, number one issue that they're dealing with in all these 19 cities, these are social entrepreneurs, yeah. clergy, nonprofit executive directors, and um, small business entrepreneurs. Number one is burnout, leader burnout. 
and number sure. two is team underfunctioning. Yeah. So those are both set up by the, by the leader. Yeah. Third is lack of sufficient revenue. So let's talk about how the brain works on those three items. Okay. Okay. So the brain works and the way it's set up is this, is that the front part of our brain where we have logic and future thinking, this part of the brain has uh, 400,000 neuro connections per micron, 400,000. It's the newer part of our brain, occupies about 40% of our headspace. Back here, the limbic part of our brain has 4.3 million connections. And it's where emotion and safekeeping and habit. Mm-hmm. Now, what's important about this is it's uh-huh. a 10 to 1 ratio. Uh-huh. One here, logic, future thinking. Uh-huh. 10. <laughs> but your head's wider in the front. I know. That's why I have a shave. No, it's not the real <laughs> yeah. So what happens is, is that it, this sentence then rings true. Watch how, how weird this one is. If the, if the person... If there's, if there's for, for sure, if there's any conflict around, but if language is not integrated, what winds up happening is emotion and habit always wins over logic and future thinking. Always. always. Because this is like an elephant mm-hmm. and this is like a rider sitting on top mm. with a little stick. The elephant goes wherever it wants to mm-hmm. in regards to habit. Mm-hmm. This is why our writer can say the following sentence: "You know what my New Year's resolution is? I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose ten pounds in the next two months. As soon as we go to the New Year's party and we walk by the cookies, the elephant, the emotion, the habit has the cookie in our mouth before we know it. Yep. Now <laughs> the cookies in our mouth, and this is what our brain does." goes up to our language center and says, you know, I'll start tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So it rationalizes Rationalizes. what the elephant did. So in leadership, leadership, one of the things, the leadership, one of the things that's so valuable in dealing with this whole writer elephant is the following sentence. Small messages, handful of peanuts. Small messages to get the writer motivated. Do not tell your individuals, the big picture as much. Tell them, here's what I think we're going to be doing in the next week. This is what I'd like to see accomplished by this thing. Small messages, small messages. No explanation. Reduce problem solving. These are extremely valuable. Reduce problem solving. Use more empathy, compassion, small messages to the writer. Handful of peanuts. It'll be really great when we can get this thing completed in this week. Imagine what it'll be like in Filipinas. You've hit on some really important topics. In Cinevision Leadership, you've been a contributor to the magazine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we've also put our blog roll article, and hopefully you'll give us some more. And um, we're creating some content pieces mm. on these topics. And I'm going to strong arm you to get you to do one of those. Now, okay. This, this is introducing several topics that we could have. Uh, the members in the community get these webinars at a discount. 
And, Wonderful. And so Wonderful. they're open to others, but in the community, because they're part of the community, there's extra benefits. Centervisionleadership.org is where that is. Um, how can people find out about, about you and what you do? Um, the best place is uh, on my website, corporatecultureDevelopment, all one word, dot com. And there's uh, several videos and information on there. And then also my phone number is 310-433-8380. Bill Steerly, corporatecultureDevelopment.com. Um, you know, I, I make it a habit of hanging around people smarter than me. I look better when I'm next to smart people. <laughs> and also, you know, having more hair doesn't hurt either. Yeah, there you go. See, you got that um, going for you. So sure. as we um, – this is in a series of interviews mm-hmm. for social entrepreneurs, and thank you for, for doing taking time out of this conference to do it. As we close this out, what's a thought for people to, to have in their mind? Um, what, what tip do you have for them to empower themselves to – do some thinking before they get into some of these traps? Well, uh, the, the first thing is to notice that when you're on your gerbil wheel, you know, when you have jumping on the gerbil wheel thought, when you have um, saying or setting the same intentions over and over again, that's how you know the elephant is running the show. <laughs> and uh, the elephant is running the show because it's familiar, because it's a habit, because it looks bigger or harder to change than doing something new. Doing something new uh, takes a, a um, the brain works best when it does it in small messages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has small little achievable pieces um, and then small little choices where it's like, you know, um, gosh, I see that cookie there, but I'm picking this thing over here. Or, you know what, not right now. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to put it aside for a second and then I'm going to go over here and do this. You know, and what winds up happening is these small messages nurture um, the elephant into a new habit. And when we're nurturing the new habit, then what happens is is that we're actually laying down um, the pathway to change inside our own consciousness. Uh, we're we're really actively making it safe for the elephant to walk down the new path. Why doesn't the elephant walk down the new path? Well, it has the, some beliefs and some thoughts about that over there, that new path, the belief and thought about money, the belief and thought about um, standing out, the belief and thought of I'm going to get more responsibility, the belief and thought that I'm going to have, uh, it's going to be more anxious and nervous over there. The mouse is the thought. It can be on the road, but remember when your elephant is moving and the habit is moving, the mouse doesn't really kind of want to hang around and be underneath the foot of that elephant. But the brain doesn't know that. It keeps going for habit, pattern, validation, safety. Even trauma patterns is where, this is where trauma patterns get stuck, is into the habit or the safekeeping part of the brain. It can be the smallest sentence. You know, so but, you're thinking directs your results thinking directs results and word selection makes a huge difference word selection can give the power to the other person in leadership word selection can pull the power back on your side of the thing uh, on your side of the thing that robs them of their own leadership that deflates motivation on their side just by word selection 
Gosh, that's not a really great. That's not a really good strategy. Me, we got to watch what comes out of our mouth. That pretty much so. Yeah. Pretty much so. Now you can have the thought of it, and you can actually move the thought. I I remember doing a workshop for um, thirty five Buddhist monks where I was teaching them how to um, speak and use language to be mindful. Now, if you think about that, it's like. What did he just say? Um, the, the conflict mediators coming into this this group of monks and teaching them how to use language to be yeah they had they were great in their own space and their own talent of meditating, but as soon as you come out, language comes back. You've just identified multiple ways that leaders tie up knots. Good, and and we we cut the energy that takes us to receiving the revenue that we need. Yeah. Um, I'm identified about 10 webinars, uh, 10 classes, subsets that ought to come out of this. <laughs> ought to come out of oh, this my, my, so oh. You said right here, you're willing. We're going to put some in the can and sure. uh, offer people some of these deep dives. Bill Steerly, um, you're you're a good man. You, you're really good at what you do, you. and I'm, I'm happy to be your friend. And thank you for sharing with this wonderful audience today. Ah, wonderful. It's joyous to be here, and I'm, I'm just glad we can contribute and let you know any way any I can be a supporter be really great. So Corporateculturedevelopment.com. Yep. Yeah, great. Thank, thank you heard you it that. right here. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Today's sponsor is Rock Paper Simple. Rock Paper Simple is an agency that specializes in marketing focused websites, branding, and digital marketing. Their methodologies and processes are designed around results and they specialize in driving engagement and conversion with their beautifully designed websites. Go to rockpapersimple.com slash Hugh, H-U-G-H, for the special offers for listeners of this podcast. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.